All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. What's happening? It's another Mail It In Friday edition of Leafs Morning Takes, so you know shit's going down today. That's right. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. Rosie, how you feeling on this Friday, my man? No, oh, just hanging out in the frozen tundra that is our lives out here lately, but uh, it's all good, dude. It's Friday. How about you? Feeling good, feeling good. It's a bit different in these parts. As you know, I was in Florida a couple of days back. You were in California a week ago. It is a, a subtle difference, I would say, going from those temps. But uh, certainly, I can't complain in these parts here in Toronto. It hasn't been half that. I know in, uh, in Alberta, it's been fucking cold, eh? Yeah, we had a pretty good fall. And then uh, winter came hard and fast. So waiting for one of those uh, breaks that we get with the Chinooks. And that would be uh, that'd be pretty nice, to be honest. But uh, I know hockey's I hockey and there's always something to watch on the tube if you're stuck inside. So we're all right. Netflix, right? There's always Netflix. You can't forget that. And we found that out the hard way for like two years during a pandemic. Uh, remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out. Don't forget to visit leafsnation.com for the very latest happening on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Of course, lots always happening with this team as we prepare for Saturday's game against Tampa Bay Lightning. Could be a milestone night, as we know, for Mitch Marner. Thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to that 
later on in the show. But I wanted to set the scene for you off the top here before we jump into the topics and go over the boards. Let me take you back to the year 2003, Rosie. Widely regarded as one of, if not the best draft classes of all time, seventh round, 227th overall, the Tampa Bay Lightning select, Jay fucking Rosil. What do you remember about that day? <laughs> Can you imagine if it wasn't the heaviest draft in history? I mean, you'd be looking at a first or second rounder right now. I mean, I got screwed. I got screwed. <laughs> Dude, the names remember. on this list. The names on this list are impeccable. Like, I love to go back like, every two months and look at the 2003 draft. Marc-Andre Fleury, Ryan Getzlav, Corey Perry, Dion Phaneuf, Eric Stahl, Corey Crawford. Oh, yeah, that Patrice Bergeron guy in the Boston Bruins. Like, it really is incredible, the talent level of that draft. I think you're bang on. Those guys aren't in there. I think you're probably like 12th overall, right? <laughs> yeah, let's not get crazy, but uh, that first round is ridiculous. I was talking about that with someone else recently about like, uh, wait, what year did Nail Yakupov go first overall? Like 12, 11, 10, Around something there, like yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like you put the 03 draft against that one and it's just, it's like, it's hilarious. You go down that first round, look at how many NHL games have been played. Um, I think every single guy has played in the show off that first round. There was one guy hanging out and it was Hugh Jessamine, also known as yeah. Huge Specimen. And uh, he grinded <laughs> her out for a while and then eventually got uh, got some games in the show. But yeah, that's just a ridiculously deep draft class. And um, I like to think that I'm absolutely part of that. Like, no question. 227 is not that far away from 1 to 30, you know. Dude, unequivocally you are. Um, but what what do you remember? Because I, I always like to ask people that, like your draft day and sort of the dif different perspectives, right? From a first round or a seventh round or a third round or like, how did it all go down? Like, I'm sure you weren't there, right? No, it didn't go. So like I had gotten uh, listed with Central Scouting's rankings and stuff. So I kind of had uh, a heads up about, you know, paying attention to it. But man, we were so naive and my family wasn't like a, a crazy... Um, like we were a hockey family, but we weren't like following hockey. My parents didn't know anything about central scouting, the draft, any of that stuff. So um, I just kind of had my eye on it. And obviously the first day goes by and wasn't had no expectations clearly on that. But uh, as the second day goes by, I mean, I don't even think like I would have had to dial up to the internet and sit there and watch. So I was just kind of waiting around to see what I heard. And I remember I'd just gotten out of the shower and my mom said the phone was for me. And it was this kind of a local guy who was trying to be an agent. And he had kind of told me that Tampa just took me. And it wasn't even a Tampa Bay, uh, it wasn't even a Tampa Bay, um, you know, employee or anything like that. So I just gotten let know by kind of a local agent who just wanted to call me first. And, uh, and then eventually a care package got dropped off this nice leather bag embroidered with Tampa's logo. And my draft jersey was in there and uh, a bunch of swag and stuff like that. And it was just like, whoa and then instantly they're telling you like you know you got to be at this traverse city tournament for this and this prospect thing there and then away you go and all of a sudden you're just part of an organization it was it was awesome man it was just awesome like you just instantly with one phone call get your get your foot in the door of the nhl by being property of of, of an organization so pretty wild man it was uh fond memories for sure and uh yeah i was lucky to have, have been picked up at all not for anything, but you defied the odds, right? How often do seventh rounders make the NHL? So that's pretty damn impressive, man. 
Yeah, it's less and less likely as you go. But, um, you know, there, there's schools of thought. I mean, once you get drafted, you're kind of pigeonholed to that to that organization. You know, what their depth chart is, who their coaches are, what their plans are is all kind of, you know, a one-way street where, you know, other players, you know, it's nice to get drafted and be part of an organization. But if you look at other players, say they play college especially, you can play those four years of college, get really friggin' good. You're in your young, uh, young 20s and you start to really develop in college. Then all of a sudden you come out of college and you're a high prospect and you're nobody's, uh, nobody's property. It's kind of nice that you can just go through the depth charts and the pipelines and, and the organizations and see where you fit. And, and then some of those guys do really well when they, when they don't get drafted, develop in college and then get to kind of have their pick of like 10 teams that are interested and see where they fit best. So it's kind of funny that way, but, uh, you know, it didn't work out really with me for Tampa and I had to get myself out of that organization. And at the end of my time with them, it was trying to get away from them, to be honest. So it's funny how it works, but yeah, <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta hit the grind button, man, and, uh, make it happen. He says that with a Tampa Bay lighting Jersey behind him, but that's your draft Jersey, right? <laughs> yeah. Draft Jersey back there to uh Oh three, baby. Deepest. I love that. Very well done. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, spectacular stuff to hear stories. We need a sponsor, Storytime with Rosie. So if you're watching right now and you want to sponsor Storytime with Rosie, please do so. And we'll do so more often here on the podcast. With that in mind, let's get over the boards. I guess at some point in time, we should jump into the Toronto Maple Leafs conversation. Hell, they're probably the hottest team right now in the NHL. And what a month of November. So you weren't here yesterday, Rosie. But again, 11-1-3, 25 points. Uh, I thought it was incredible to figure out that they only gained three points on the Boston Bruins. We talked about the standings the other day. Just shows you how dominant Boston has been. But the Maple Leafs outscored their opponents 49-32. to 3.27 goals for to 2.13 goals against. It really was an unbelievable month for them, wasn't it? Yeah, that's a big time month, man. It, it's funny because it doesn't seem like that long ago we were just stepping into November and it was like, what the hell was that October? Yeah. And what's going to happen? And then it's like, well, they've done this before last year and look how hot their November was. And it's like, why would you think that that's going to happen again? This isn't, uh, you know, replay you know, things don't just happen the same way they did just because of last year. And lo and behold, I mean, they go 11 and one, man. It's, it's ridiculous, but uh, it's awesome. They found that gear, they found their cam and for no real reason. I mean, they were riddled with injuries. They lost both their goalies. It's like, there's really yeah. no reason for this to happen, but all you can do as a fan and a follower of, of that team is be like, I love what you found and, and keep going and keep, keep finding it, keep playing towards it and, and try to, the, the most important thing to me is understand what it is that's doing. Sometimes it's just like, holy shit, we're winning all of a sudden. Um, you got to pinpoint what that is and be able to access it all the time when things aren't going well. So they haven't even really had to run into that this whole month and, and go through much adversity. Um, during games, they went through adversity, obviously with injuries and whatnot, but, uh, geez, they, they're rolling right now. And I, I just hope that they understand why and can continue to do so, right? For me, the most impressive thing is the fact that you're without Morgan Riley, you're without TJ Brody. Jake Muzzin's been out for a long period of time. Who knows if we'll ever see him again in a Maple Leafs uniform. And you continue to keep trucking along with guys like Mac Hollowell and like Rasmus Sandin and Timothy Lilligren, like guys who are obviously relatively raw and green at the NHL level really being pushed up. And then your guy, Mark Giordano, I think has been an evolving story. I mean, a guy a couple of years back wins the Norris Trophy, 
a late bloomer for sure. And it seems like everybody's taking on a specific role and elevated their play. And the team buy-in, I know I've been covering this team for a couple of years. I can't remember a buy-in um, and, and unity the way I've seen it the last little while where it's like there's no way on paper you look at that roster, this team should rattle off victory after victory after victory, and then they do so. Well, what's impressed you the most about this run? Yeah, like you say, I mean, that means a lot for you to say that because you have been following them like almost religiously, like call it your whole life, but especially since you've been in media and um, you've been disappointed so many times and you've heard the hype and it doesn't come to fruition so many times. And, um, you know, we've gone head to head on on those attitudes about this season for sure. But, uh, you know, the fact that it does feel, I think it was Bizanet, uh, Biz tweeted something out that said, hey, Leafs Nation, can you admit that, that something feels different about this this year? And I don't want to get ahead of myself. And it is only, you know, December, very first week of December, but uh, it does feel different. And, and they have every reason to not be doing any of this and they keep defying it. And then I think you nailed it, the team buy-in and, and the team defense. I mean, you know, we're coming up against... Um, the Tampa Bay Lightning right now, and we've allowed less yeah. goals than they have this year. And it's not all about that high risk, um, sometimes high reward hockey that they're famous for kind of playing with their guns. It's it's an actual buy-in of of defense first. The goals will come. Don't panic. Adversity's fine. We don't worry and we don't fret. We don't grip our sticks. We don't abandon the system when when the going gets tough. And it's it has been impressive, man. And and obviously now they're starting to make a habit of starting slow and getting hot in November. So you know, whatever. I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of the only thing that matters is this year and this year is different than any other year. And it's all up for grabs on what's going to happen here on out. But I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better November. Lead up question. What's different? No, don't answer it. Uh, we're going to talk about that at nauseum over the next couple of months. It's the same team. I'm sorry. It's the same team. I've seen this rodeo 3 billion times, but a great, I enjoy the regular season. They're, they're a phenomenal regular season team, Rosie, but until they prove it, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, it's going to be the same old story and narrative for me. Having said that, I think Tampa is a perfect example of a team like I tweeted this out on Thursday. Remember early on in the first, what, 10, 12 years of Steven Stamkos' career, he was always the guy who couldn't get the job done, couldn't win the big one. Now you move forward three, four, five years later, he's going to be known as one of the more winningest players of his generation, surefire Hall of wow. Famer. So that script can be flipped. You know, Alex Ovechkin's another example, right? Yeah, and same with the Colorado Avalanche and, and yep. their core, right? It it happens and it takes time. And I mean, that's the whole thing to me that I've been preaching with Leafs Nation is like there's you, you the fans are so passionate and they follow it so closely that it's easy to get down on them when they don't do it yeah. for you. And I know they have a, a, a more unique history than most, but just let's just say the last five years. It's like, man, these guys can't do it. They're not getting it done, but it takes time. Look at those examples you just said. I mean, Alex Ovechkin is is a first ballot legend, one of the greatest to ever play the game. It took him a long time to do it, and he and he just he did it once. You know, the the guys in Colorado in that core um, couldn't get it done, and we're we're super disappointing in the playoffs for a long time, and the Tampa Bay Lightning as well. So. It does take time. It's not rare for teams to be good on paper and have good regular seasons and not be able to get it done. And, but, you know, with this Atlantic division, you look at how it's stacking up and, you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning are right there and, and the Panthers and obviously Boston doing what they're doing this year. And it's just like, 
yeah, like it, it does gonna it is just gonna come down to the playoffs, and you just have to make sure you're a better team and that you can turn it on when you need to and 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 win those games, especially those elimination games, and and be confident in yourselves not to grip your stick and get all nervous and be like, oh God, everyone's watching. I hope it doesn't happen again. Like it's so easy to do that with the scrutiny in Toronto, but you just gotta have you just gotta have faith that those guys are mature enough and that the team is is actually good enough to get her done and obviously that's yet to be seen but all we can do is analyze what's going on right now and you know all things are, are green light right now that assessment is bang on you got to crawl before you walk and again trust me there'll be plenty of conversations ahead that will will head down narrow and dark hallways trust me my friend uh december outlook here we go a new month the leafs coming off 11 1 and 3 november they were 4 4 and 2 in october so they have 12 games, five home, seven away. We mentioned Tampa tomorrow night will be the first of two against the Lightning this month. Nine of 12 will be against playoff teams from last season. Five versus the East. I mentioned two against Tampa, seven against the West. And uh, they wrap the month up, as you see there, with a stop at Ball Arena, one of my favorite arena names in the NHL, sponsored by Ball. Ball Arena against the Colorado Avalanche, who won the Stanley Cup, who are also pacing themselves to start this season. So... A nice measuring stick month ahead for the Toronto Maple Leafs, Rosie. Yeah, it's kind of a mixture of everything. A little uh, mixture of home and away, a mixture of top-tier teams, and uh, not so much top-tier teams, a mixture of in-conference, out-of-conference. Uh, looks like mostly out-of-conference, really, but um, you know that's kind of nice. Get out there and, and feel yourself out against teams. It's nice when... Uh, you know, you can prepare yourself against a team you haven't seen so you can kind of get up for it and pay attention and it's not like mundane by any stretch. But, yeah. you know, um, I haven't compared it against the uh, December they had last year to, to follow up that big November. But, um, you know, again, just hopefully they're rolling. And, you know, I think after this December, it could very well look a lot different injury-wise as far as going into 2023. And hopefully it's a very positive change. But, um, you know... Uh, no stretch. You, I don't care what calendar and whose calendar it is and what month it is. You slap it up there on the screen and it's it's a whole shitload of NHL teams and not one of the games is easy. Not even that one there against the Arizona Coyotes, as we found out in October. Yeah, I was going to say, you know which game I'm fucking absolutely dreading already? That fucking game. Because they're going to lose. <laughs> they're they're going to lose that game against Arizona. Rest assured, because they're going to look ahead to the Colorado game. Like it's book it right now. Let's remind ourselves to throw a little $10 wager on it to see because I'm not going to predict that they're going to lose to that shit box again. Dude, I will not get over that loss. I'm sorry. Like, I know I came on here heated after that loss to Arizona. It just didn't make any sense. And I know people tweet me every day now, every time Arizona beats a wagon team, because they've actually been performing actually pretty admirably considering who's on that roster, who's missed time. But I will, for the life of me, never get over that game and you say this is a different team and a changed team can you explain what the fuck that was in october then like every game they came out and it's like they didn't want to be there like again they look like me at a beer league hockey game where i was just out for a loop maybe i pick up a goal maybe i pick up an assist i go home crush a couple beers and that's it that's all i just don't know how you can go from that to winning every game and being really really consistent defensively 
Yeah, I mean, looking back at those games, it was kind of like, you know, I kept saying, somebody fucking do something. Like, do something. Everyone's kind of feeling things out. And, like, I hate to say the effort level wasn't there because that locker room would laugh at you saying you're seriously saying we weren't trying. But, I mean, just how it looks, it's like they didn't have Mm -hmm. the jump on the puck. They didn't have the hunger. They didn't have the confidence. They were kind of feeling things out and waiting for someone to do something, waiting for something to happen. And no one actually took charge and made it happen and uh you know that bit them in the ass but um you know it it is a new it is a new roster it is a new team there's new bodies there's new players there's new systems and new new thoughts and and new ideas and it's it's not like last year just because the core is the same it is very different and i think you know obviously it took them time to figure shit out and they have obviously figured it out so i don't put stock into that i think that you know I, like i said let's make a wager on that game at the end of this month there's unless something drastic happens with injuries and whatnot there's there's just not a chance. no no but, no you're uh, not walking back you're not walking back now <laughs> this guy's already burying himself oh you know unless there's injuries i'm going no we're gonna we're gonna bet on that game Okay, well, any, anyone can beat anyone in this league. That is still true, no matter how embarrassing <laughs> that on. garbage organization is. And that is proven, but I would never, ever take the Coyotes against this year's Toronto Maple Leafs. So I will stand Dude, true to that know, bet, no doubt. You know what sucks is that fucking Austin Matthews is going to be wheeling around at ASU, but it's the holiday season, so none of the birds are going to actually be there at, at, at ice level. You know, so That's it's like, actually fuck. good. There's... There's going to be no babe distraction down there. I remember when LSU, when ASU got a team and I was like, you know, I when I got, uh, you know, was looking at scholarship options and whatnot, there was a lot of cold and uh, quiet cities on the map there. And I was like, I had no chance at ASU. I can't imagine the distractions going on for, uh, for that college team and also the Coyotes playing around those areas too. There's uh, a lot of healthy looking ladies in that area. <laughs> But uh, hopefully they're not going to be there to distract Austin Matthews and lose my money. I, I would love to know what the prerequisites are to get a scholarship to play hockey at ASU because that's the number one place. Uh, if I was ever really good at hockey, that's the the one spot I am checking out now, especially with an NHL team. But let's move on. I also think it's interesting. It's always a faux pas or it's become a faux pas in the hockey world to ever question the effort level. But again, you watch teams play, especially the Leafs in October. <laughs> You have your serious uh, concerns and questions about that team. But again, much different story in the month of November. So Toronto and Tampa coming up on Saturday night. And of course, everything will be built around Mitch Marner and the point streak record. Eddie Olchuk, of course, Daryl Sittler. It really, really is impressive what this guy's put together. We didn't have you on yesterday to score that empty netter. I love the response. And I'm sure you saw the video after the game in the dressing room. Yeah, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, that was wicked, actually, in the in the dressing room. That doesn't happen all the time. And I think it's, well, I shouldn't say that. It's just not caught on camera all the time. But these days, yeah. all those little tidbits are, are caught. I remember growing up in the NHL, cool shots was like the coolest thing in the world because you could actually see guys like in the locker room and like see behind yeah. the scenes and, and see like the trainers running <laughs> around. And you're like, oh, my God, I just wanted to get a glimpse because I thought the show was so cool. But all you know is like the camera view from center ice watching the game so that access is cool and i love seeing that shit where it's just like the boys being the boys and and everything else obviously everyone's super excited for mitch and i like that this is 
a game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I like how it is, you know, kind of a redemption game. I think it's the first time we've seen them since game seven of the playoffs yeah. last year. So I think the focus of, of winning this game is much more important than than even last game when Marner had potential to tie the record. So I'm, I'm glad that that's kind of hopefully mentally going to overshadow uh, the Mitch's thing. And then he can just go out and do his thing and hopefully get it. Um, but honestly, at the end of the day, getting two points against these guys right now and, and getting that line in the sand that we're a better team right now is much more important than that record to me albeit it would be very disappointing if he didn't do it tonight after all these all these points uh strung along for 18 games straight or is it and the interesting thing yeah the interesting thing here is is that he's gonna have to beat one of the top goaltenders uh, on the planet the leafs are in andre vasilevsky who i think would be the first to admit himself thus far having said that thursday night they beat your uh, former team the philadelphia flyers quite handily a 4-1 win and they're feeling much better about themselves as they go home. But I can tell you right now, watching a lot of Lightning games early on in the season, they haven't looked like the same team. Defensively, specifically, you know, as a fantasy hockey owner, Victor Hedman is a guy I've watched really, really closely this season. He's struggled. I think he's pacing himself. In fact, he's off the first power play unit, if you can believe it. Mikhail Sergachev's had a really, really good start. Hedman has one point in the last 11 games. But you know, these guys always seem to step up when it matters. So... Rest assured, you know Kucherov's going to show up. You know Stamkos is going to be there. You know Hedman's going to be there. I'm really looking forward to this one because I do think this is one of your classic measuring stick games. And I think on top of that, the Maple Leafs can create a bit more separation because I think if the one thing we want to talk about, and I know we're far away from the Stanley Cup playoffs, but you would love to have home ice advantage, assuming you're, you're unlikely to win, in my opinion, at least number one in the division. Granted, you know, Boston still has plenty of time to fall off a cliff. You want to find your way to, to a game seven where it's on home ice, right? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is important. You you look at last year going back and forth and who's winning where and where is that game six and where is that game seven? And, and that's important Toronto. stuff, man. You want to play at home more often than not and you want to have control you want to start the series off the first two games in your barn where you're comfortable and and you eat your pregame where you need to and you sleep in your bed for your pregame nap and you got your fans just jacked and your pregame um you know your pregame uh theatrics in the barn are just freaking electric and the boys are fired and the other team is like <laughs> oh boy 
Like you want that. You want that bad. So these these points do matter. The regular season does matter. The standings do matter. But, um, you know, I, I attribute kind of a little bit of a slow start with Tampa. I mean, how do you go to the Stanley yeah. Cup finals three years in a row Win two of them. I mean, so many goals of that locker room have been accomplished and then some. It's kind of like, how do you get up for an October game? How do you get up for, uh, you know, everything seems a little bit played down because you've kind of done everything. So I'm hoping that hangover continues and and these guys kind of fall off. But uh, as we know, there's people ready to take their place right there as in the Bostons of the league. And it never gets easy. There's always a high-end team. And if you want to win, it is never bloody easy in this league. So, you know, I like the measuring stick... uh, with this game here coming up tomorrow. And, and like I said, hopefully that uh, they're not too focused on Marner's deal and they're, they're focused on winning this game. The story that's not being spoken about, um, by the way, cause it's been all Marner and I get it. Toronto's won five in a row, man. They're on a 10 game point streak. They haven't lost in regulation. If you can believe this pretty incredible. Remember that November 11th game, that emotional weekend for Salming, his final trip to Toronto. That game, remember yeah. Casey DeSmith got the win as a Pittsburgh Penguin against the Maple Leafs on the road. That was the last time the Leafs lost in regulation, if you can believe it. I know. It seems like every time we do a show, there's uh, there's no grumbling and there's no whining. It's just kind of like, how, like, what are they doing to continue this? And I mean, a 10-game yeah. meter where, you're, where you have gotten points is, is huge. And I mean, that's why their record in, in uh, November is what it is. I mean, you put together a streak like that, it, it's it's going to get you a big month. So um, definitely nice. And yeah, it does go a little bit overshadowed. And I think overshadowed also is our goaltender situation. Like how good has Matt Murray looked? How good has he been? Um, We've got Samsonov back now. So we finally have that one, two punch for the first time. Um, And we've barely been talking about it. Like that's what excites me the most is, who's playing tonight is it murray or do we or do we go down to samsonov who cares they're both they're both like a one two number one goalie like whoever that's been proven already samsonov stood up and he was the number one goalie i was like wow how's murray gonna get back in samsonov goes down murray comes back in holy shit how good does he look right now and staying healthy is the only thing that could really worry me in these guys but uh you know they're both playing so solidly and I don't even care who starts. It's it's irrelevant to me. We both have a a great chance to win with both of them. So um, that's a nice thing that's been not really talked about. And, you know, that Mitch Marner thing when you're doing something that special obviously overshadows it. But who cares? There's nothing but positivity coming out of the T-dot right now. And, and it's, it's a good time to be a fan. You can't help but take a peek at what's going on in Edmonton with uh, Jack Campbell right now if you catch my drift. The wrap-up is brought to you by our friends at Points Bet Canada. Cha-ching is fucking right. I had the Colorado puck line last night against Buffalo. It hit. That was a wild game. Nathan McKinnon, five points, a 6-4 win for Colorado. But I decided to put Rosie on the clock for this fabulous Friday. So go ahead, Rosie. Yeah, you gave me another shot. It was a little disappointing. I uh, I hope everyone didn't clear out the RRSPs on that one, but we got <laughs> No, I you mean. were confident. You were confident. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I didn't know the Broad Street Bullies were going to Broad Street bully it, man. That changes everything. You know I'm a fan of that. Um, I got the Winnipeg 
Jets at home tonight. They're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. Jets are 14 and 6. Jackets are 7 and 12, uh, 7 and 12. I mean a huge mismatch obviously. Again, anyone can beat anybody in this league, but I mean the Jets just came off uh beating the Colorado Avalanche 5 Cobb right now. They're obviously got something going on and the Blue Jackets are 30th in the NHL not doing a whole lot and uh I know that um that Johnny Gaudreau I've been watching him for a few years and I know how soft he is so coming up to the <laughs> Winnipeg winter and being far away from his mother that was so hard on him in Calgary I know that he's uh probably gonna be non-existent so let's go puck line minus one and a half Winnipeg Jets at plus 105 money let's go baby tonight's a night Holy shots fired. I love that. And I love the confidence in the call. And as you know, I called a bounce back season for Connor Hellebuck. So I'm feeling great about that. And Rick Bonus was my selection uh, for the Jack Adams trophy. Uh, still lots of racetrack left in this season, but he's done a, a fabulous job, especially with Nikolai Ehlers only playing two games so far. Winnipeg has been a great story. And in general, that central division has been mayhem where we all thought Colorado was going to run away with things. Uh, by the way, Jim writes in, we just want Mitch to play well and get results in the playoffs. Sure, these personal records are exciting and great. We just want and care about a good first-round playoffs. Go Leafs, go. I want a victory in the playoffs. I don't just want to show up and be like, yeah, we're there. We're Team Canada in the World Cup. We we got swept. We uh, we choked. No, I, I, I want some results, Rosie. I am tired of let's be there. I need some results in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But again, we're going to have that conversation a lot over the next five, six months. For sure. But I agree with what he's saying. These personal accolades are neat and yeah. everything, but they mean nothing. No yeah. one remembers it at the end of the day. And again, it yeah. is, uh, it's getting tougher and tougher for this team to get through the first round, obviously, because it's all anyone thinks about and it's always on the radar and people don't just let things happen and let this team grow and mature. And rightfully so you're playing in that market. You got a lot of people who care about you and that's also a positive thing. So, Hey, they're doing all everything they can at this point. That's all you can ask for. But, uh, that bet's a sure thing. And if it's not, it's the weekend and people will hopefully forget about it by Monday. Yes, exactly. And I, I think if you want to grow and mature, maybe you can go grow and mature this weekend at a local establishment or bar or both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Grow and Mature over here. I'm over that shit, man. Let's let's get it. I wish the playoffs started tomorrow, man. Fire me up. But yeah, Mitch Marner's going for the uh, point streak record. Again, that's going to be a phenomenal game. And and don't forget to check us out on Monday for a full recap of that. Hopefully, we're talking about a milestone night for Mitch Marner and that the Leafs extend their win streak to six games and 11-game point streak. So we'll talk on Monday. Okay, Rosie? Yeah, boy. Sounds good. There you have it. Excellent job, my man, Jay Rosehill. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care. Have a great weekend.